So here we are, John, John 17, verse 20. I do not, this is Jesus. Uh, so it's in red letters. So in some of your Bibles, that will be a sign that Jesus is speaking. Um, in mine, it is red letters. Uh, so this is Jesus speaking. This is him praying. Um, we've been speaking in union with Christ. I've been speaking out of John 15. Uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. Um, now I just want to move quickly into this one. John 17, verse 20, it says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Uh, That's the New King James Version. I think probably we had it up there in the NLT, did we? Yeah, so it would have worded slightly differently. But the thing I want to land on with this this morning and very briefly just talk about this. One of the things I've heard a lot in the church is about the need for unity. That somehow we need to to have unity amongst the church, that we need to be one. Because in uh, in that oneness and unity of of the church being one under Jesus, that the world will know that we are his disciples. I want to make this one point out of this passage, because this is the main passage that that comes out of when people talk about the desire for unity. Unity is already existent if we are in Christ. That's what this says. It's not something we have to work for. It's something we have to realise is already true if we are in Christ. If we have shifted our mindset to understand what it means to have the God of the universe intimately fused with us, as Jesus says, as I am in them, He's talking to God the Father, He says, I am in them. In other words, the disciples, I am in them and you are in me. So God in Himself is in us. Now it's interesting, at this point in the journey with the disciples, Jesus is saying this, yet He hasn't died or rose again yet. (laughs) Like if that doesn't blow a little bit of your theology and doctrine right there, then um, there's a, you know, it should because we are, I, I was taught that it wasn't until Jesus died that, that this issue was sorted. But Jesus is saying right here, this is before he died. Now he knows he's going to die and he's going to rise again, absolutely. And, and, and we understand in God, he's outside of time. So we limit it to a lineal process. Him, he's outside. It's all happened anyway and already happened. When you're outside of time, there's no lineal limitations. Okay, So from his perspective, standing here with an eternal perspective, he's speaking knowing what's already true from a heavenly perspective. Does that make sense? And he's saying, God, you the Father are in me. I'm here present in a human body, but you are in me by your Holy Spirit. And somehow mysteriously, I am in my disciples. So God, you are in in them. 
We are connected with the creator of the heavens and the earth, not just connected, but intimately entwined with him in the same way that vine and branches are the same and you don't know when one starts and when one finishes. And when we can actually begin to understand and get a revelation that that is true, that's when unity flows. Because it comes out of Jesus and who He is. God and His character, He is three in one. He is Ehud, unity and diversity. It is part of His character. And when we have Him in us, naturally what connects us is the God in all of us brings unity. It's not a human thing. It's a divine thing. But it comes from us realising that the God of the heavens and the earth is in me and he's in you. So I can walk in relationship with you not because I agree with everything about you or not even that I like everything about you, but because the God in me is drawn to the God in you and together we can walk together because we are one in Christ. The problems start in churches and in human relationships when it becomes about the person and our conflict with them rather than about the Jesus that's in us. When we take our eyes off and understanding off and mind off the fact that I have Christ in me who is the hope of glory, who is the one who is drawing all things together, who sustains and holds everything, that in him I live and move and have my being. Separated from him, I can do nothing of eternal value, but in him, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. I'm going to stop there. I could keep on going for hours because this is an inspiring idea. But the challenge for us is to shift our minds. And I guess this is the encouragement over my last three messages to shift our thinking to realize I don't have to earn anything. I don't have to work harder to create something. I don't have to position myself in just the right kind of way to get God in and to get Him closer. He's already chosen to reside in you when you turned your face to Him. In fact, and I can give you a few references, you can go later, 1 Peter 1.20, Revelations 13.8, Ephesians 1.4. There's another couple which I won't, Uh, I won't say now because I forgot to write them down. But those three verses all talk about the fact that Jesus sorted it since before the creation of the world and he chose you before the creation of the world. And all you and I do now when we turn our faces to heaven is acknowledge what has always been true, that God is for us, that he loves us and that he wants to be in us. That is such a cool thought. And when we can shift and transform our thinking, we can repent, we can use whatever language we want to do around that. When we shift our mind to agree with what God has already said, 
it begins to open up our worlds to the freedom that we have available to us in Christ. Freedom to be the best you that Jesus created. Hallelujah. Then the world will know that God sent Jesus and that we're his disciples. Hallelujah. Let's pray. God, thank you that um, you've done it all. Father, for each of us, help us to rest in the knowledge that you are good, that you're for us, that you're not against us, and that you live in us. And nothing can take that away from us. As Paul says, nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus, the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. And God, I bless every person here today to know that, to know that in an increasing measure, not just the knowledge in their head, but something that securely rests in their heart that I am intimately connected with God and he is in me and I am in him. And God, may we live out of that. May we live out of that in our relationships. May we live out of that in the way that we interact with the people around us. May we live out of that truth in every single part of our lives, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.